Hi, this is Haley Chura. You usually hear me every Thursday co-hosting the Iron Woman podcast with Alyssa Gadeski. Current times are anything but usual, and I have a lot of questions. So I created Iron Woman podcast mini episodes. I ask women who are endurance athletes and experts in their fields to help me and hopefully help you too by answering a few questions in 15 minutes or less. Thanks for listening. Hi, this is Haley. On today's episode, I have the pleasure of talking with Jenny Garrison, the head coach of the NCAA women's triathlon team at North Central College in Naperville, Illinois, just outside of Chicago. The women of North Central are the four-time defending NCAA Division III champions, and Jenny, a former professional triathlete herself, was named the USA Triathlon Division III Coach of the Year in 2019. Women's triathlon became an NCAA emerging sport in 2014 and has until 2024 to reach the 40 varsity team threshold to become a full NCAA championship sport. Races are sprint distance and draft legal, making for fast and furious racing, similar to what we see in the Olympics. NCAA triathlon is a fall sport with a season that typically runs from September to November. So I asked Jenny about how one of the most dominant teams in the country is handling the challenges of a pandemic and what we as fans of the sport can do to help. As always, thank you to the Iron Women podcast sponsors, Zilio Skincare, Noon Hydration, Form Swim Goggles, and Orca Sportswear, as well as our Live Feisty Patreon community. You can find all website links and discount codes in our show notes or at ironwomenpodcast.com. Please enjoy my conversation with head coach, Jenny Garrison. Hi, Jenny. Welcome to the Iron Women podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. I'd like to start this with an introduction. Can you give us a brief description of both your athletic and your coaching careers? Sure, sure. So um, I started competing in triathlon in 1998, 1999, kind of the end of high school, beginning of college. um, They had this women's series that came to Naperville where we live, and then we actually, it was kind of a big, like McKeeley Jones did it. Nicole Boom did it. It was this fun thing. And I did it as a lifeguard for fun on my mountain bike. And I just spiraled. Like the next year I did, I am in Hawaii in college. And I got to do the Olympic um, Training Center, the collegiate recruitment program in college. And then I took a step back and got married, had a kid, another kid. And then I turned professional for a couple years and then had another kid. And then, um, you know, I've trained, I would say I've trained off and on. I've had breast cancer the last couple of years and I tore my knee in half last year in Utah. So I would say um, the last three years have been a little up and down, but generally speaking, I still consider myself a triathlete. I love it. And then coaching wise, I started coaching the year my oldest was born. So 15 years ago, I started coaching online um, with Training Peaks with Joe Friel, uh, like writing programs because um, it was a great way to work from home. Uh, and, you know, honestly, it was kind of the beginning of 
that online training thing, it was, you know, 15 years ago. This is the very beginning of it. So I've been doing that up until this came along, up until North Central called me five years ago. I coached online the entire time my kids were tiny uh, and I loved it. But when North Central called me, it was it was a perfect time. I was sick of working at home. <laughs> um, I needed to get out of the house. So we were one of the first eight schools and I took the opportunity to try something new. And it was my passion. And I knew that being fast was kind of in my past. <laughs> so it'd be fun to do to do that job. And I think I didn't realize how much I love it. It really is. I feel like that was like my calling. You know, I really feel like more than anything, that's what I was meant for. And I, I love it. Well, four consecutive national championships later, I, I think most people would agree. But going into this collegiate triathlon sphere, May is usually graduation time for most colleges. And your triathlon program at North Central College would be graduating seniors who have never lost a Division Three national championship. Does it feel anticlimactic to have things end with online classes and virtual graduation ceremonies? You know, for us... I'll never forget. We had just kind of started our spring training. The girls were on the trainers when we got the email from the president about classes going, you know, going online and everybody looked at it. Like I got the email while they were warming up and I told them and we were like, what? You have to go home? Like it was just an odd thing. So that part of it, honestly, other than missing spring training, which isn't nearly as intense as fall, it wasn't that bad. I think the virtual graduation was pretty hard. That uh, there was something about not being able to see the girls that I've had for those years walk in graduation that was pretty rough. But, you know, they seemed to take it in great stride. They really did. I mean, they kind of seemed to be fine with it. I think it's harder on the parents and the kids. In January, USA Triathlon announced the regional qualifying races for the 2020 Women's Triathlon NCAA Championship season, which is set to run from September to November. But obviously a lot has changed since January. Do you have any insight on whether or not the 2020 season will happen? <laughs> That's like the, the golden question, right? We just had a conference call yesterday, the board with Tim and USAT. So I would say that as of right now, everything's full steam ahead. You know, although seeing that yesterday when they announced Ironman being moved to February, that's not really a warm, fuzzy feeling about the fall. But as of right now, we're full steam ahead. If college football division one is moving forward, then we move forward. So a lot of it is dictated by TV networks with football. You know, what happens with that? Do I think there'll be fans at any of those things? No, definitely not. What's unique about the NCAA is that they have made a statement that it's going to be up to each state. So as opposed to them making one big blanket decision, they've made a statement that it's up to each school in each state, whether they move forward. So what's going to be a little strange is you're going to have some schools that are going to be in class in the fall, you know, competing with their teams. And then you're going to have some kids that are at home virtually training. So I think this is going to, it's presenting a huge question mark right now. Do those teams that are on campus compete? Are they going to use a season of eligibility? Can you have a national championship and conferences and regionals when not all the teams are present? You know, so I think that's going to be the big question because teams that are in more remote regions like the University of South Dakota or states that have less population, I think it's going to be different than a school in New York or Illinois. A lot of it depends on the governors of those states. I think even during non-pandemic times, the NCAA has a lot of rules surrounding coach and athlete contact related to athletic activities outside of the season. Are you still able to connect with your athletes right now? That's a good question. I think that varies from division, to be honest. Uh, division one and two, they can coach their kids all school year. In division three, we get that 11 to 13 weeks in season. 
and then we get X amount of weeks in our non-traditional season. So it's a little bit different where D1 is going to be with their kids all, all school year. In the summertime, we're all pretty much the same. We do, you know, everybody gives your kids like a summer packet, essentially, or a virtual program to follow. What's kind of unique, and I think has opened the door to this, is that the whole Zoom thing. Like, I think a lot of us, well, I never really did it up until that now. And what we realized in the spring was that in Division Three, we can do Zoom workouts. So the girls did a few bike workouts where they could be on the trainers across the country working out together. So I think in the summer, my girls are probably getting, I'm not, I can't coach them in the summer, but they might do some workouts together. We have had a few, meet, we had a meeting last night, actually, a Zoom meeting where I would have never done that last summer. We, I just didn't even really know about it, but I do give them 15 weeks in the summer of training programs. I can't check in on them. They can't record it. I can't say, oh, you did this or that wrong. You know, I can just give it to them and then they kind of take it from there. And hopefully most of the time they're very type A, but they're, they're doing it, what we ask, you know, being smart about it. What about recruiting? How is that happening? <laughs> um, again, I think it varies so much with division right now, but in some respect is very similar. Well, there's no campus visits right now anywhere, really. We've discovered again, Zoom or, uh, you know, me virtual ones where you're, meeting high school kids on a video, which is a little strange, but has been actually pretty amazing. But, you know, other than that, it's not too dissimilar. You're just texting a lot, calling kids, you know, doing your research, staying up on top of things. Applications for 2021 kids that are juniors will get the ball rolling. I think the biggest change you're going to see out of this, honestly, is test scores. You know, a lot of kids aren't getting a chance to do their, you know, their AP exams or take the ACT right now. I think you're going to see some schools get rid of standardized testing for acceptance just because they can't, they can't take it right now to apply to school and schools need those applications. They need students. So that's going to be a big change. I think women's triathlon is considered an NCAA emerging sport and has until 2024 to get 40 collegiate teams to add varsity programs. And I believe just this past April, Delaware state became the 35th school to add a triathlon team. Do you think we'll reach that 40 team threshold by 2024? Oh, yeah. So actually, up until the pandemic, Tim made it very clear that he thought they were going to reach it in August this year. But I think with the pandemic coronavirus, probably sometime next year we'll reach. It might be this year. Honestly, I can't I can't quote Tim because he didn't talk about it yesterday. They still might. But a lot of schools and athletic budgets are being essentially paused. So they might be putting off this program for another year. Once we reach that 40 number, that January at the NCAA conference, you basically bring it and say, hey, here's my 40 schools. And then they give you one calendar year to prove that we're going to maintain those 40. So even if we get to 40 before this coming January, it would still be the January of 2022 before it's moved out of emerging. So we still have a couple of years, but it'll totally happen before 2024. What can our listeners do to help support NCAA Women's Triathlon, both in reaching that 40-team threshold, maintaining that 40-team threshold, and even more immediately, what can we do to help programs like NCC survive the challenges of this pandemic? Well, I think there's a couple things. I mean, honestly, if you can donate money to athletic programs, you can. most schools, you can go on their websites and donate. I think that's a great way. But another huge one, honestly, is if you know a kid in your neighborhood who's a swimmer and you see them jogging right now because they can't get in the pool... Um, you know, or, you know, they play soccer and they used to be on swim team. Uh, these young girls talk to them about it. Say, Hey, you know what? NCAA triathlon is a thing you should look at. This is an amazing opportunity. 
to be on a sport and go to a national level and be involved in something new. It's, it's all the girls that I've recruited really never did it before. We've only had one triathlete at North Central. The rest were swimmers and or runners. And we've made them amazing triathletes. And now they're lifelong triathletes. I mean, they've all found a passion. So I think that's the biggest thing. If you can talk to kids, your own daughters, if you have daughters that are involved in swim team or runners, have them reach out to coaches. Go on to USAT, go to the site that on USAT, it lists all the schools and the coaches' contact information. You know, have those girls reach out to those coaches or fill out the questionnaire for the college. That's the biggest thing. We need to grow the sport at the grassroots level. So that's high school kids. We need to get more high school girls doing this sport and wanting to try it in college. So I think if we want this to succeed and sustain, that's really what we need to do. We will definitely link to that website, that USAT website with all the schools and the coach contact information in our show notes. So hopefully some people will will look at that. And if they know someone, you know, put it, put, plant that seed. Because like you said, collegiate sports, I, I'm a former collegiate athlete. It It's a huge part of my life, even still today. It was an incredible experience. And like you said, that passion that continues as you move into adulthood to still be an active athlete. And triathlon is a great sport to be doing as an adult. So Thank you so much, Jenny, for coming on the show today. We really appreciate all your insight and best of luck to you and the team as you navigate this new reality we're all living in. But we hope to be cheering for you this fall. Thank you so much. Have a good day. Jenny mentioned Tim and USAT several times during the interview, and that is in reference to Tim Yao, who is the chief sport development officer at USA Triathlon. And USAT has been heavily invested in the growth of NCAA women's triathlon offering millions of dollars in grants. And as Jenny mentioned during the interview, USAT maintains a website listing all programs, head coaching contacts, and athlete interest forms. So if you or anyone you know might be interested in racing triathlon at the NCAA level, that website is in our show notes. Thanks again to head coach Jenny Garrison of the North Central College Triathlon team for giving us a glimpse into the NCAA triathlon world. And I do wish Jenny, the women of NCC, and all the NCAA triathlon athletes the best of luck as they hopefully prepare for a fall season. This has been Haley Chura from the Iron Women podcast with another mini episode. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you again soon. You have been listening to the Iron Women podcast hosted by Haley Chura and Alyssa Gadeski. Iron Women is a production of Live Feisty Media and is edited by Taylor Mahan Rudolph. Thank you to our sponsors, Zillio Skincare, Noon Hydration, Form Swim Goggles, and Orca Sportswear, as well as the Live Feisty Patreon community. You can find websites and discount codes in our show notes or at ironwomenpodcast.com.